Eddie Moxon Brown. Uh, uh, Eddie, you're more than welcome. It's a, well, you had a you pleasure here. to be here, Tom. Yes. And you usually talk about European issues and mm-hmm. uh, history and politics and all That's that. That's my your speciality. My speciality, yes. Yeah. Are you going to talk about what's happening across the pond? I think so. Yes, if anyone wants to hear about yes, it. Yes, yes, <laughs> Um, well, there was some dramatic news last night that Trump had um, had damages awarded against him of over over fifty million dollars for having defamed this woman, Jean Carroll, um, who had made accusations against him um, of um, a sexual attack in a department store or something. And when he was president, he unwisely attacked this woman publicly on the airwaves, and she took a case against him, one of several cases, which I'll come back to, against Trump. And the um, her, her lawyers were only asking for damages of about 10 or $15 million, but it was over $50 million was awarded yesterday against him, and everyone was surprised. And uh, I think for Trump, it's really hurt him. I mean, he's very rich, and he can easily afford to pay that, but it doesn't do his reputation a lot of good at a time when he's trying to get the Republican nomination for the presidency. And on that topic, um, things have gone better for him so far than I think even he could have imagined. His main uh, contender now is Nikki Haley, who um, got herself quite a good reputation at the United Nations and so on. But um, he beat her soundly in New Hampshire and Iowa, which are the two primaries that have already happened. And the next primary coming up is South Carolina, which is her state. That's where she's from. And she was a a governor there. But the polls are showing that she's not particularly popular there. And um, recently, rumors have surfaced. I mean, they may be totally uh, without any credibility that um, she had several extramarital flings uh, when her husband was away on military service in Afghanistan. Now, whether those rumors are true or not, um, it doesn't play well with the rather conservative um, voters in South Carolina. So I think she's going to have a rough time um, if she survives that long. And, and she may well um, draw, uh, withdraw before the test or certainly afterwards, leaving a clear run for Trump to be the um, Republican nominee for the presidency. But as I say, the road is now strewn with some quite serious legal cases that he's going to have to confront uh, between now and November, which is when the election takes place. Do you think that some of these could be the ultimate stumbling block for him? Yes. um, uh, I think two of them at least carry quite long prison sentences if he is found guilty. Um, One where he's accused of having trying to distort the result of the election by phoning somebody up and saying, you know, can you give me... 10,000 extra votes from somewhere. That's a very serious offence. And if he's found guilty of that, um, there may be a prison sentence. And I think he's accused of fraud in New York, which again would carry um, either a very heavy fine or a prison sentence. But the interesting question is that in the American political system, uh, you can run for president even though you have a criminal conviction against you. And you can, amazingly, um, discharge the office of president if you're sitting in a jail. And this has never really? happened in American <laughs> history before. Um, and so now the question people are asking is what would happen if he is convicted, A, and B, what would happen if he finds himself behind prison bars? And, and there's a possibility he could pardon himself, is there? 
Yes, but only after becoming president oh, you can do that. Yes, <laughs> then you can. Yes, which is also slightly strange. Yeah. And um, so it's going to be a very interesting campaign in ways which uh, we hadn't expected. And um, I think that uh, if he does end up in jail, um, there is a part of the constitution which says that if a president is not able to discharge his responsibilities um, efficiently and effectively, the vice president takes over. So that might happen, that someone might take a legal case and say this man can't be president properly in jail, you know, he can't travel to London or to New York and blah, blah, blah. So that's, but you know, it's, it's really, there's a lot of uncertain territory here and for the American political system it doesn't look good that somebody who is so cavalier about the law can yeah, actually be yeah, running for yeah, president. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's very strange looked at from a European point of view, I think, you know. They're so conservative in one sense, the Americans, let's say, about the extramarital affairs and things like that. And yes, yes. this yes. guy seems to get away with enough. Well, yes, I was just going to say there's yeah. a double standard here yeah. because the things she's accused of are far less serious than what he has been accused yeah. of yeah. and indeed found guilty of. Yeah. And yet he's ended up as president, you know. So yeah. there's definitely a double standard between men and women, uh, leaving aside the, the, the kind of conservative attitude towards this sort of thing in the American public eye. <laughs> so, so are we definitely looking at um, a Trump-Biden election? Well, at the moment it looks like that, yes. Yeah. And it looks like that um, because Biden's nomination is fairly certain because apparently it's, you know, it's against um, custom to put up a candidate against um, Biden in, in the Democrat Party. Yes. So he's okay. And Trump looks like he's got a clear run except for these serious legal cases to be the Republican. So we may well end up with a Biden-Trump race and we might well end up with a Trump presidency, which would be very difficult for Europe because um, if you'd asked me what uh, impact does all this have on Europe, um, the Ukraine war will be um, will come into focus because Trump isn't very keen on NATO for one thing, and he's certainly not very keen on billions and billions of dollars of military aid going to Ukraine. So if he became president, um, the aid from America might well dry up, and that's really dangerous for Europe because Europe can't really, even if it tries, carry the you know the defence burden that that America is carrying for us as usual, you know. So that's down. The, that's quite dangerous down the line, you know. We're certainly living in interesting times. We are, yes. I mean, yeah. I don't normally get involved in American elections, yeah, but I think yeah. this one is going to be quite interesting, you know, for yeah. one reason or another. Yeah. Indeed. Well, if it takes the focus off the war in Ukraine, um, does that mean, you know, perhaps would it mean that we could be closer to a cessation of violence there or even mm -hmm. peace talks because, mm -hmm. you know, if there's nothing, as it were, fueling the the fire, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they've they've got to find a way of, of getting out of it, to put yes. it bluntly. Well, um, that is the hope or the danger, depending on your point of view. I mean, the, the danger from the Ukrainian point of view is that the pressure on them to make peace with Russia would be irresistible, I think. Uh, of course, adding to the fact, which I didn't mention, is that Trump and Putin personally get on quite well with each other. And Trump yes, sees himself yes. as a kind of wheeler dealer who says, <laughs> you know, I could sit down with Putin and solve this in 24 hours. Well, that's good from their point of view. 
uh, or from Russia's point of view, but from Europe's point of view, it's really quite dangerous that the carpet might literally yeah. be pulled from under them. You know, yeah. um, but from an American taxpayer's point of view as well, if they're not paying yeah. for the cost of war, in, for instance, in Ukraine, yes. and or even if there was any possibility of withdrawal of support, mm. at least to an extent, from mm. Israel... Mm-hmm. Then, from the from the American taxpayers' point of view, surely that's going to be a boost to their economy, and that they won't be losing, they won't be incurring a deficit on mm-hmm. wars which actually have no real connection. Yes, to... Yes, and this is exactly America. why the Republicans are popular in America mm-hmm. at the moment yes, because they are yes. vaunting themselves as a low tax party, and you know they want to get away from all these foreign entanglements and so on. Whereas Biden is trying to you know, stress the idea that America has a duty to protect its friends abroad and all that kind of thing. But um, no, interesting time, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old Chinese curses that may you live in interesting times. Yeah. Yes. We certainly do. Don't yes. we? <laughs> what would your, if you were a betting man, which mm. I happen to know you're not really, <laughs> if you were a betting man, what would, would you be betting on Trump as a likely success story? in the elections? Uh, well, not a success story, but being elected, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think if I had to bet, I would say that today. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you put your euro. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. where I put my euro or my American dollar, yes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. A lot depends on Biden's own health, actually. I mean, that's a factor mm-hmm. that isn't helping the situation because he, although he, you know, he, he tries to present himself as being as fit as a fiddle, he, he obviously is not physically really as strong as Trump is as a, as a physical human being. You, know, you can see that both in the way that Biden talks publicly and the way he walks. Um, you know, we all get old. I mean, I'm almost as old as Biden, so I can't really, you know, make comments about him. But, um, uh, you know, that, that, that's an issue. That um, uh, Isn't it great that people of a certain age that can still take those top positions? <laughs> yes. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's quite an interesting thing that two um, aspects of life, getting older and the whole, I suppose, gender situation with regard to the Trump charges, mm. are both having an influence on yes. the outcome of this election. Yes, it's very interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, gender is, 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 is definitely part of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, Kamala Harris has disappeared without trace. Yes, I know. And I mean, if you'd asked me a year ago about um, Nikki Haley, I would have said that she was a a dead cert for the Republican nomination because she was popular. But somehow... um, Which has been undermined, obviously. The male-female thing has come into play, unfortunately. And it Mm. is... It is... It is... I suppose, a, a male atmosphere which has actually targeted these rumours about Nikki Haley, which are quite old. I mean, the rumours go back to 2028 or 2010, but mm-hmm. they're being surfaced mm-hmm. now. I wonder who by and for what reason, you know. Well, so. I suppose it's the dirty dirty d- business of politics. There yes, is a dirty yes, side the dirt, to the dirt it. they're trying mm-hmm. to dig up, you know. So, um, so I think her chances, unfortunately, are failing. I think she would have been quite good, although she's extremely conservative, I think. More conservative than Trump, as it happens, but... <laughs> We're perhaps still a long way from seeing... Uh, perhaps a nicer uh, human being. Yeah, you know, we're, we're still a long way from seeing the first woman president. Yes, it seems so, yes, yeah. it seems so, because yeah. I, I think Kamala Harris might have been quite good as well, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Well, that's been, you know, a very interesting uh, contribution. And uh, Well, thank you for inviting me, yes. We could spend longer talking, but that, that <laughs> clock is beating us, yes. you know. Yeah, it, thanks indeed. Well, uh, thank you for having me again, yes. <laughs>